Hello, awesome people. I have set the intent that the next time I have an inspired podcast idea and I have the time, I'm actually going to sit down and do it so that you can have something else to listen to, to help you in your life with self-development, personal growth, conscious creation, parenting yourself, re-raising yourself, all of those things. Now, parenting yourself and re-raising yourself come out of my mouth right now because what I want to talk about has to do with how you think about family. This is a big topic, huge topic. No matter how old you are, your the, the topic of family is a part of your life. Whether you have kids, don't have kids, want to have children, don't want to have children, whether your parents are in or out of your lives, whether you've got siblings or not, the whole idea of a family and relationship to family is a thread that is a part of our lives continuously, right? And it gets, it reminded too, right? They've got holidays here in the, in the West, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day, even makes you think about whether you're partnered up or what your partnership relationship is like, of course, holidays, all, all sorts of things. But it's not just that. We don't really talk a lot about the cycles of life, like the ceremonies of life, but even if we're not doing them, they exist. So these milestones, right, of growing up, even like reaching middle age, these different stages of consciousness that we go through, there are different Saturn returns is another way to look at that too. There are these different periods of life where we go through these reflective periods where we then sort of go back to how we were raised and what was going on there and how do we feel about ourselves. So I want to give you some things to reframe this because this was really helpful what I heard today. But before I say that, I want to talk about some of the different ways people are mentioning or talking about these types of challenges in ourselves when it comes to personal development. In the spiritual community, we'll often talk about the mother wound or the father wound. And that's a way to say, I'm having a difficult relationship with my mother and because of that, I'm having a hard time with myself. And in the spiritual community or in the way that I was uh, taught in the Kiara Apache tradition, there is a ceremony that folks go through, which is now Mother Earth and Father Sky are your parents. And it's this idea, this healthy idea that your parents are your parents, whether they're in your lives or not. You know, you've got birth parents or maybe you've got adopted parents, but then you would still have a birth parent somewhere. But the idea is, is that at some point as you're growing up, you then look to Mother Earth or Father Sky as the archetypes for a holistic, whole relationship with yourself, with that topic, because there's no human on the planet that doesn't have challenges, right? There's, there's no... There's no perfect, right? There's no perfect there. So by connecting more to those archetypes, you can then help yourself. I'm seeing a lot in the uh, social media, all these talks about attachment theory. What's your attachment? Are you, do you have anxious attachment? Do you have avoidance attachment Right. All these things to say, if you have a healthy attachment, it means that when you were being raised, you grew up feeling happy, healthy, centered, right? You don't naturally have 
avoidant tactics, anxious attachments. But this is it. And then how do you heal your attachment? Which is another way to say, without sort of the spiritual definition, how do you feel happy, healthy, whole, and complete, no matter what your childhood was like or the adults in your life are like now? Right. So this thing about healing ourselves based on our relationship to family is, I mean, it's, it's just a part of life. So all this to say, and to begin the framework for, folks have a hard time, I've noticed, talking about family. What does that word mean? And I'm big on definitions, defining family. Sometimes somebody will say, I want to be happy. I'm like, what does that mean to you? Oh, happy. What does that look like? When you, when you think about happy, is your face smiling? Do we see your teeth? Are you jumping up and down? Does happiness to you look more to somebody else like peaceful or calm? Because when you're happy, you're sitting and you're, you're contemplating, but your face might not be having this big smile on it, but you feel happy. So the reason why I'm talking about the word happy first before I get into family is to show you that a word that seems like it's clearly defined like happy, when you start to apply it to an actual person, you can see where there's a lot of range for how that is actually expressed, something you can see, or internalized, something that's going on inside of them. And the same thing goes with like, like friend, this is my friend. Well, what does that mean to you? What is the definition of friend? Because a one person's definition of what a friend is might be different than another person's, person's definition of friend. I don't know where I put it, but I had found this really great sort of wheel or map that showed all the different types of relationships we have. And it talked about using words that are more accurate. For example, when I talk about somebody I went to school with, instead of saying my friend from growing up, I say my classmate. This was my classmate growing up. This is my coworker, right? Because that means I, I was in class with them and I might have spent time with them, but they're not in the same position as friend, right? close friend. Acquaintance, what does that mean? Does that mean I know them through something, but not through an activity? See, my hobby participant, somebody who, I made that up, I need a better one for that, somebody who participates in a hobby. But if you really think about how you're defining stuff, if you're saying everybody's a friend, what does that mean? Everybody's an acquaintance, what does that mean, right? Think about how more, more, much more clear conversations might be, or, or in your own mind, explanations of things that happened in the past might be, if you define more clearly. Someone you dated a few times is different than a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a long-term boyfriend or a long-term girlfriend. And when the brain can categorize these things a little bit better, it can perhaps work on not associating so many things with everything, but can help right, with the sorting and the clearing and the understanding and the reframing and the letting go. So let's talk about family. So this this discussion that I saw on the Instagram was about the the quote blood is thicker than water and it's usually used incorrectly <laughs> right 
If you didn't know this, who knew, right? They always say blood is thicker than water. And they're, what they're trying to say is when they say it in this context, if a family member says, hey, blood is thicker than water, they're saying you have to do this because you we're a family. And because we're a family, you have to do what we're saying and not what you want to do with your friends or with this person who's not family. But it's actually, that's not what it means. The, the full quote is, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. I'll say that again. The blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the wound. And what that means is, is that those who show up for you, those who who sacrifice for you, those who are there for you, those who have, you know, spilt their blood for you, so to speak. But, you know, we're not necessarily talking about ancient, you know, swords and daggers time. But those who have consistently shown up for you, that's your family. And that is different than a relative. And a relative is somebody that you're related to because of the water of the womb. Isn't this interesting? It's the difference between family and relative. So you have, a, say you have a even a mother, like that is a very close relationship. So they say, right? There's this assumption that it's a close relationship or it should be. And if it's not, there's some problem, right? To say, well, this is my, this is my mother. This is my birth mother, my adopted mother. This is the, the woman who raised me. However you want to define it. She's my relative. <laughs> it's interesting. Versus this is family. Ooh, because then you get into things where, and, and this has come up a lot too, like in, I sit in spiritual circles and the women will get together and we will be having these healing circles and these discussion circles and these circles where we're asking them, you know, what's going on with you? And they're really sharing what's happening. They said, this feels like family. This feels like my family. And it's not trying to not have their relatives. It's not you can't you can't become the relative in the way that the relative is the relative, right? You can't, right? Because where you were born is where you were born and all those types of things and where you were raised and, and all those types of things. But it's this idea that it feels like family. So when you go back to the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb, what you're saying is, is that we create our families. Our families are created through our intent, through our time and our focus, through our love, through our commitment through our understanding, or even if we're not seeing eye to eye, our understanding to allow each other to see differently, the understanding of differences. So you don't want to say, well, family is only people who, who get me. It can be people who lovingly don't get you, but are still there for you. And this is, that could be a whole podcast. That could be a whole year, year long course. How do you create a family out of people who don't see eye to eye <laughs> because it can be done has to do with love has to do with allowing has to do with not not controlling each other those types of things versus these are my relatives now if you in a situation where you've been feeling pain by these people who you've been saying my family doesn't support me my family's not there for me i don't feel understood by my family if it feels interesting for you to try and change those words for a while my relatives don't get me my relatives don't understand me my relatives aren't supporting me in the way i'd like to be supported then you can say well do i do i have anywhere where i have a sense of family now one of the 
the things that was it for like the the Instagram post didn't go any deeper than this but I'm going to take it a little bit further and say is there an assumption that family is forever right and that family can't change because relatives are forever like you don't unrelative someone like if you are if that's your sibling that's always going to be your sibling whether you have a relationship with them or not they're always your relative correct but when you go into the topic of family you say well i had a family and is this my forever family or is this my temporary family and is it okay to move from family to family and be sort of familially nomadic <laughs> making that up but this is my family now and this is my family now or is there this longing for a family that never changes and then are there are there challenges in that that you're having people you know are having because relatives stay the same but they may or may not be supporting you but your family keeps changing a bit and is that a problem how do you make them be as static and steady as relatives whether they're supporting you or not but do they have to be so i work a lot in the performing arts and and you'll get together an improv troupe or a theater troupe or you know a, even uh, these creative projects and you might have things that are going on for quite some time and it feels like family right and if any of you have done like su summer summer stock theater <laughs> right where you build a family for the summer right you have this system right? and i'm sure it happens in in sports and other things too, this idea of where it feels like family, but then things change. You move on, you go in, into other groups and other types of things. And I'm not saying it's bad or worse or different or should be different. What I'm saying is, is if you are feeling continually let down by the concept of family, if you add the term relatives to it and allow those people that will always be your relatives, be relatives, and then play with what does family mean to you? And then go back in even more deep and say, well, all right, in, in this concept of family, do I have my steady players? Is there this person that like feels like a brother from another mother, right? Or a sister from another mother. They talk about that. Like, like you have this person that you know is going to be there. Like I can, I can right off the bat think of a couple of people, I, I, there could be more, but like just for the sake of this podcast, who are like, this is like, they've known me forever. And no matter what I do, <laughs> right there they are right in a good way right but then i have these other these other things that flow right in this can you create a framework for yourself a moving living breathing framework for yourself where you feel whole and complete and securely attached healed with your your wounds those types of things enough where you feel like no matter what's happening in in life you can have the support that is needed ongoing and in the moment through families that pop up around you as needed sort of like the barn raising through long-term things through short-term things the feeling of family so what does this mean then if you are in the midst of say well you're a parent and you're raising your relatives <laughs> right 
cultivating a family out of that. Especially if you all have differences, because you can have kids and they don't all have the same outlook on life, the same goals, the same values, the same ways they move through through life. In order to create a sense of teamwork that will last past them living together, it involves a lot of discussion about who people are and, and how they operate and, and what how do I put this? What's the intent? Let me just go back into conscious creation. Highest good, highest good support to be an uplifter, to look at them and see the best in them, to allow them to be who they are, to right, to look at yourself and see the best in you, to allow yourself to be the best that you are. When you go back to conscious creation and positive intent, you say, I've got these relatives. They may not understand me, but they're people. They happen to be related to me, right? water of the womb and all that. And no matter what about that, I want the best for them. I'm picturing the best for them. And, and that makes me feel good. And then when I think about family, I'm thinking, well, did I accidentally consider myself family in a group that I don't feel that call? Like, let me go and do an audit of what it is that I think that I've gotten myself into with all of these things. And as I'm reframing things, what can I let go of? What can I double or triple or infinite down on the things that really matter to me? How do I, how do I move through this? So that is my episode for today. Really food for thought. I don't have any do this, do that. If this is going to heal you, now you're complete. But what I want to do is offer you these, these insights. Some of it is terms, family versus relatives, reframing of that blood is thicker than water to alleviate the guilt. When you say, why do I feel closer to these people that I'm not related to than people that I'm related to? What's wrong with me? And the answer is nothing. Nothing is wrong with you. Just because you're related to somebody doesn't mean you're going to get them or they're going to get you on the same level as somebody that you're not related to. However, that doesn't mean that we're not called to heal ourselves. And when we are healed, when we are truly in our place of healed, whole, beautifully attached, whatever you want to call it, our, our wounds are no longer front and center, but we feel one with source. When we feel one with our beautiful intent, when we look at everybody, we see love. When we look at everybody, we picture the best for them. You can tell how healed you are on your journey by how you're thinking about other people, right? <laughs> oh, it's true. Uh, and, and some days you'll be like, I am not healed because I am so mad that person cut me off on the road. And some days you'll be like, wow, I'm feeling pretty healed today. <laughs> because I'm like, here, I'm let, let that third per, let that third car in front of me who's trying to get out of the parking lot. And, and again, it's a fluid journey, right? It's a fluid journey. And then as you heal, you might think, okay, I'm done healing. But then you pop to the next level of consciousness and now all these other things are there to be healed. You can see new healings that you can do for yourself. So you're continually, what? Finding things that allow you to become more whole. doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It means you're doing it right. When you've healed a bunch of stuff, then you've basked, then there's more things to heal. It means you've reached a place where those things can now be accessible. 
where now you can actually even go deeper, where now you can even go broader in your healing. So again, there's nothing wrong with you if you're like, why am I still dealing with relatives? Why am I still dealing with family? That's like saying, why am I still dealing with me being me in my life? It's because life is a journey and consciousness is a journey. And it it never ends, not even when you're no longer in this life, your consciousness will continue. So giving you new ways to think about the consciousness of being in family relationships and relative relationships right here and now. Yeah? Good. (laughs) 